Betches Media presents. Madam Speaker, Madam Vice President. You want to hang out with us? And get your vaccine. Vaccine, vaccine. And so I went to Human Resources. There are some things I just can't tell you uh, on air. The Betches Sub Podcast. A woman's problem, if you will. Hello, I'm Amanda Duberman. I'm Elise Morales. I'm Caitlin Bird. And this is the Budget Sub Podcast, where C-SPAN uses the group chat to help you process and laugh at the biggest topics in U.S. news and politics. Wow. I mean, we took process literally yesterday when a news <laughs> broke mid-show that Cuomo had resigned. <laughs> now we've actually processed it, I think. <laughs> yeah, uh, I rewatched the video of you and Millie and I just hearing the news and like, it's just very funny to see what I actually look like when I'm very <laughs> surprised. <laughs> I know, I know. Everyone like picks up their phones. I also, Jorge sent me the video. All Immediately, all of us picked up our phones. <laughs> yeah. Well, there's one when Jorge, I clearly saw it before everyone else and my jaw just like drops, but um, yes, it was an experience. Uh, so we're going to get to that, of course, and then talk more about this infrastructure bill because it's actually relevant. Finally, this the infrastructure has gotten us, it's, this is peak sexiness for actually happened. It actually it, happened. Yeah. <laughs> Wild. I, I can't believe it's finally over. <laughs> <laughs> I know, truly. So up first today, story I saw this morning, I figured we could open with a controversial related question. Caitlin and Elise, do you guys like Subway, as in Subway sandwiches, the fast food sandwich chain? No wrong answers. <laughs> I... I'm a un- I, I feel like I have a unique position on this because actually my first job was at a subway. <laughs> I didn't know this. Wow. Yes. Previously, I was a sandwich artist at Subway. Wow. And um, I've seen what goes on, what goes on behind the scenes. I mean, after learning that the tuna had no tuna DNA. Did you see that one? <laughs> That didn't surprise me. Um, I think the the more alarming story about the tuna is the mayonnaise that goes into that tuna, which I can't. There was one of the jobs you have to do when you work at Subway is you open a giant can of, I guess, fake tuna. You squeeze the water out of it. And then you take what I would have to guess is about a pound of mayonnaise and you squeeze that into the dried fake tuna flakes and you mix that up and then you serve it to people to eat. Oh, God. (laughs) (laughs) On on the fake bread, on the fake bread. I I generally like Subway. Subway. You don't frequent Subway. I will. You know, if it's the option and we're on the road, you can't go wrong with an Italian BMT. You can't go wrong, especially when compared with some of the other options. I always liked Subway for me walking past it. The smell is intoxicating. Uh, Yeah, it wasn't until these these recent headlines and another new disturbing one. But Caitlin, will has Subway been ruined for you or was it always ruined? I mean, it it, I I don't know how I, I felt about it. It was more of a convenience thing where it was like if if there is a need for a sandwich and I am, am not present at other places that could offer sandwiches, Subway being convenient would be, would be the thing. Yeah. I was never See, I like it it out. for it, but I was also never like against it. It, it. it was, it was, it's just a thing that exists in the world. And I, I occasionally interact with it. 
Got it. Got I it. interacted with it less knowing the thing is that as soon as you <laughs> know somebody who's who's worked in the place for any any major restaurant like that's true. If you have more than like five locations, inevitably the people who do the labor inside that chain are aware of the truth. And if you've ever <laughs> met someone who's worked there, then you're just like, okay, so I can't ever eat it again. And they're like, no, you should not ever eat it again. And we're like, why is there a labor shortage? Why wouldn't people go back to their lovely jobs, squeezing Squeezing dry, fake tuna, putting it on sugar bread and mixing it with mayonnaise? Oh, and I remember, I mean, this was like 2005, but I remember that I made $5.50 an hour doing that. Of course. And (laughs) before taxes. Yeah, before taxes. uh, And um, one thing I will say pro Subway, I will stand by the cookies. The cookies are extremely good. The cookies are extremely good. And as far as I saw, there's no mischief there. They're just cookies. They arrive as cookies. They enter your body as cookies. So it seems... What I'm getting is that our next headline is much like many Subway headlines, which is that it's all on the franchisees because Subway actually owns, uh, it doesn't own any of its 20,000 locations. So they can sort of do what they want. But some of these, for that reason, some of these Subway franchisees are a little annoyed. Why are they annoyed? They want Team USA soccer star Megan Rapinoe dropped as a spokeswoman. So we have just, after the conversation we have just had, Subway should be so lucky I know (laughs) that Megan Rapinoe, like the coolest, one of the the coolest people out there right now. Is that a cool way to say (laughs) star of the moment? Um, But yeah, they're they're upset. They're citing, I guess, customer complaints over Rapinoe's equal rights and pay equity advocacy, plus her protesting of the national anthem. I find it strange that maybe somebody's like, I'll have some banana peppers. Also, hey, how about that? How about that lesbian with the pink hair kneeling during the national anthem? You know what? I'm drawing on my experience as a sandwich artist. People say some weird shit to you in the line. (laughs) People bring a lot of their personal problems to the line. Um, And if you're a 15 year old girl who just kind of has to stand there, you know, it's not beyond my imagination that someone would be like, Hey, that Megan Rapinoe's got da, 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 give me my sandwich. And you <laughs> especially in this moment, especially in in this political climate. Yeah, uh, I could I could see people feeling the need to express their thoughts about the cardboard cutout in the window. Yeah. I was yeah. proselytized too when I was te- when I was making a sandwich. Some guy tried to get me to come to his church. I was like, I'm at work, man. <laughs> Please stop trying. To-. He, was, he was I remember he said I was making my sandwich and he was like, have you heard the good news? And I was oh, like, what? God, yes. And then he was like, Jesus Christ died for you. And then I was like, oh, God, we're only on the meat portion. I got to do the whole rest of the sandwich. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah. And I, you can't, and I was you can't like, go oh, anywhere. Yeah, I heard about that. Did you want familiar. it toasted, too? Did you have to sit through all that? You know or was I this post remember if he toasted Good, he it. it out. <laughs> I don't know if he toasted it, but it uh, was so, so, you know, stuff happens in the line. I guess this makes sense. I mean, that was stunning to me, but I guess that's absolutely what happens. Somebody like is maskless leaning over the sneeze guard, harassing them about Megan Rapinoe and these yeah, franchises. Absolutely. Franchise, <laughs> these owners are just um, sick of it. So I do not believe that Megan Rapinoe will be dropped, but that is a headline that uh, gave me a little, like I said, 
I have been a, not a lot of favorable headlines about Subway lately, but I'm um, good on them. This got them some good goodwill from me. I'm not going to get a. I'm not going to get a tuna, but tuna sub anytime soon. But next time I'm on a, a rest stop where it's my only option, I will dread it slightly less, perhaps, and take a pick with the Rapino cardboard cutout. Beautiful. Ugh. So today we're going to give a more considered reaction to Governor Andrew Cuomo's resignation and what to expect from incoming Governor Kathy Hochul. We only knew how to pronounce that yesterday, Caitlin, because you have said it out loud before, so we were ready. (laughs) (laughs) But um, what were your initial reactions, Caitlin, to the news yesterday? Were you surprised that this resignation actually came before an impeachment trial? So, like, yes and also no. So, yes, I'm surprised that Andrew Cuomo, like, decided that he would resign office. This, this, like, I feel like going back in time and telling, like, the me who didn't vote in the Democratic pri- gubernatorial uh, primary in 2018, like, he's going to resign. He's going to voluntarily give up power. I'd be like, Andrew Cuomo, you sure about that? That guy? Um... On the other side, if it was, uh, I'm also uh, not surprised because he had no political structure behind him. Like, what was his plan? Like, what was he going to do? Just like ask the legislature that's busy impeaching him to pass laws that he wants? Like, what was the plan? Well, there was never going to be a future where he's like, hmm, I've got this budget idea I really need to work through. Let me call and legislate. Let me be like, no, we don't. We told you to leave. Like we told you, we're not. We're not hanging out with you and figuring out laws. You lost all our public trust. We're not working with you. And, and the president of the United States used his podium to be like, by the way, uh, that guy should leave. That guy. That guy should resign. What are you supposed to do with that? No way. Right. Ain't, ain't nobody coming to rescue you. So, and to some degree, I was like. I heard it and I was like, oh my God, he voluntarily gave up. Power. Oh, he was going to be, he's kind of coerced. And yeah. Leaving. Right. It, it, no just, yeah. it just means he didn't reach the level of delusion we're sort of um, accustomed to after the years, which is like <laughs> Donald Trump levels where I was like, no, no, no. Because he, what, what Cuomo has done it has, is Trumpy. He's got Trump energy. He is democratic Absolutely. Trump in a sense. So I thought he would share that with Trump where he would never do this, even though it's obviously his only option. But I guess he must have consulted. Maybe Chris told him that was the best option. Well, Democrats <gasps> also are just like a different party. Yes. It's really important to express that, like, the reason Andrew Cuomo resigned is because the Democratic Party refused to maintain him in their ranks and let him keep power. Like, there was just no one who was going to work with him, as I said. Whereas Republicans are like, oh, have you facilitated the abuse, sexual abuse of other human beings? Congratulations. Come on in. More power for you. Like Matt Gates is still there. Jim yeah. Jordan is still there. Donald Trump still probably going to be the nominee unless something <laughs> weird happens. Um, <laughs> like literally every oh single God, that's, that's that's not weird thing that violate someone's human rights. I just felt sicker when you said that than when we were talking about the tuna. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, I mean, as you're talking about this, I was thinking this morning, like, this is now Elliot Spitzer had to step down, Anthony Weiner stepped down, Andrew, Eric Schneiderman stepped down. These are all disgraced former New York kingmaker types. And I was like, oh, what is it with New York Democratic politicians? And I was like, oh, 
I mean, I think it's just, that's the real question is just what is it with men? And the issue is that, well, New York Democrats, I, I guess we hold people accountable, like Democrats hold people accountable. The reason you could I could I just named four New York Democrats. I could name dozens of Republican local lawmakers who are still have their jobs across the country for similar offenses. I mean, Eric Reitens is going to be the goddamn Senate nominee for Missouri, and he had did some really fucked up stuff. <laughs> Yeah. So I think that's such a, such an important point, especially as people like I've seen this framed as like a victory for the Republican party. I'm like, it's a victory for us too. It's a, it's just a victory or there is no victory when like 11 plus women are permanently traumatized. And also to say nothing of the people who lost their lives because of what happened in the nursing home stuff. Yeah. There's like, I mean, there's really no joy in this entire scenario. And I I mean, I've spent a lot of time thinking about, you know, early pandemic, like prime Cuomo time when he was like riding high. He's going on his brother's show. Everybody's like saying he's sexy. Like it's, and, you know, I took a lot of comfort in those press conferences. I really, really did. I, you know. I did see people at the time being like, by the way, maybe we shouldn't be in love with Andrew Cuomo, but I, I, and I know a lot of other people took comfort in having someone who was giving us information that just seemed correct and understandable. Someone who was speaking in like a measured way in comparison to Trump, who like his, this, this was like when his press conferences were off the fucking rails. And so I think one of the sadder stories about this too i mean it's very sad to sexually harass 11 women so yes <laughs> let's not even that's put it the on the saddest spectrum, story yeah that's the saddest story <laughs> but, but one of the really sad things about this too is just the way that he manipulated a traumatized populace for his own gain and he took a group of people and an entire state that was really really scared and really really looking to him for leadership and he manipulated us and again used it to make his own star power used it to insulate himself so he could continue to harass and abuse people used it to sell books used it to just up his own profile and it's like you know it just makes me sad yeah same boo (laughs) and that's why i'm sad (laughs) yeah We all know your hair and skin can sway your mood and impact your day in ways you can't underestimate. Sometimes what starts as a bad hair day quickly turns into a bad everything else day. I'd never found beauty products that really understood my needs, but ever since I switched to custom hair and skin routine with pros, I've noticed so many benefits. Healthier hair and skin, yes, but beyond that too. Since I started using pros, I've noticed consistently healthy hair. Even with all I put it through with the heat tools and the hairsprays to get this pompadour sky high, it smells great, it looks fancy on the shelf, and I like that it has my name right on it. This formula is made for V. Pros is made for people, not hair and skin types. Personalization is rooted in everything they do, from their in-depth consultation to their made-to-order model. From millions of possible formulas, only one is uniquely yours or mine. And pros isn't just better for you. It's better for the planet. They're a certified B Corp, cruelty-free, and the first and only carbon-neutral custom beauty brand. 
They even have a review and refine tool, which learns from my feedback and adjusts my formula to keep up with the seasons and changes in my life. Pros is so confident that you'll bring out your best hair and skin that they're offering an exclusive trial offer of 50% off your first subscription at pros.com slash fever dream. So get your free consultation, then 50% off at pros.com slash fever dream. That's P-R-O-S-E dot com slash fever dream. Hey, American Fever Dream listeners, I'm here to tell you that there is no reason to panic the next time you're searching for the perfect gift. Now you can use Gift Mode on Etsy. Gift Mode on Etsy is here to take the stress out of gifting so you can find the perfect item for anyone and any occasion. It's easy. Just tap or click Gift Mode on your Etsy app or Etsy.com. Then answer a few short questions about who you're shopping for and what they like, and Gift Mode instantly gives you curated gift ideas based on hundreds of personas. Now it's simple to find gifts made by independent sellers for all the people in your life. Whether you need a Mother's Day gift for the quilter or a birthday present for the vintage hunter, there is something for everyone on Etsy. Some of the things I like to buy on Etsy have little dachshunds on them or are four dachshunds. Dottie's got a whole litany of new sweaters and harnesses and all kinds of fun stuff that we get lots of compliments on when we're out on walks. A gifting moment is always just around the corner, whether it's a birthday, an anniversary, a holiday, or even just a day to say thank you. Gift Mode on Etsy has you covered. Need to find the perfect gift? Don't panic. Try Gift Mode on Etsy now. Let's listen to a quick clip of his resignation yesterday. The State Assembly yesterday outlined weeks of process that will then lead to months of litigation. Time and money that government should spend managing COVID, guarding against the Delta variant, reopening upstate, fighting gun violence, and saving New York City. All that time would be wasted. This is one of the most challenging times for government in a generation. Government really needs to function today. Government needs to perform. It is a matter of life and death government operations. And wasting energy on distractions is the last thing that state government should be doing. And I cannot be the cause of that. So as I was listening to that this morning, it almost was like his voice and his cadence, you're right. It did bring us a sense of comfort. And it's almost like when like an ex speaks and it's like everything you used to like, you hate. And it's like now that fucking voice, I can't wait to never hear that voice again. Because yeah, as you said, the whole time, I mean, this is clearly a person who probably has like narcissistic personality disorder. So he was not, I mean, he says in that, in that clip, he literally says, I love you to New Yorkers. It's like, no, you love you. You yeah. love you. And you loved having this and you opportunity. always loved you. You know, yeah. like, um, I just, I, I, ew, I feel like unclean now having <laughs> thought about Andrew Cuomo telling me he loves me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. And it's like, dude, your whole thing is that you don't understand the appropriate level of affection between right. platonic <laughs> groups. So maybe just like cut the whole yeah. thing. I'm, Nothing is funnier, though, to me. The one thing that I do love in his voice and his accent is just him being like, you know, when oftentimes when I see a state trooper, I'll grab him on the back. I'll I'll tickle him. I'll like he like does a whole list of like because he he's talking about the state troopers allegations and stuff. And he's like, I'm always touching state troopers, rubbing on them. I'm like, what the fuck is wrong with you? 
Oh, it reminded me of the up. video of him kissing all the people because he just starts listing all the different like ways he would touch state troopers normally. <laughs> and he's like, like I'm sorry I did that. I love you, though. Stop touching the state troopers. Well, yeah, he said in his statement, um, echoes of what he said originally was that he did apologize to the women, but he said he never believed he crossed a line, but that he underestimated how much those lines have been redrawn. And lots of people, including Toronto Burke, had excellent responses to this, but um. This type of response, probably, I feel like there are, you know, white men over 40 just nodding and, and sympathizing with that. Have the lines, my friends, actually been redrawn or are we just more willing to see them now? 1991 was the Anita Hill. Duh, 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 30 years. Absolutely not. I just, this is insane. This yeah. has been a thing for a very long time. We had an entire discussion about why you shouldn't touch people. First of all, you should not touch people. This is a hands to yourself thing. I saw Toronto Book being like, this is learning in kindergarten. Keep your hands to yourself. None of this is new. That doesn't mean that any of us hasn't like failed at some point to like touch someone on the shoulder when they were like not wanting to be touched and you didn't realize, but you need to get their attention. I mean, we've all lived in the, the space of, oops, I accidentally crossed the line. But then we generally apologize mm -hmm. and try not to do it again. And usually we've grown out of that by the time we're like teenagers. You know, like, that's just generally how society works. And the uh, notion that he was like, I wasn't, I didn't know you weren't supposed to reach under people's blouses and touch <laughs> their breasts. Yes. Yeah, like, <laughs> like, one of the allegations is that he fully groped a woman's breast. So it's this yeah. weird game that he's playing where he's like, I believe the women. I was just confused. But also the one who says I grabbed her breast is lying. And some of them are saying I said stuff that I didn't say. At, like it's it. It's a weird dance that he's trying. And to he's do. a single man as governor on top of it. So right. like, the notion that he wasn't like that, that it had no implication is very is especially weird because there's a wide open space in his life for exactly like, again, flirting with people because that that's instead of like, I mean, married men do it too. What yeah. a surprise, but like men, um, but, but like the notion that like, Oh, but I'm seeking partnership is like a very reasonable thing as a single person. So you might go up and talk to somebody who you usually wouldn't, but that doesn't, again, there are lines, there are people you work with, and then there are people who might be open to you saying like, hey, you know, with my hands to myself, right? <laughs> would you like to hang out sometime? The, the, and then the fact that he has all the space in his life to like, where he's expecting a woman to fill that space for men and especially entitlement of, of like, why aren't you grateful for this attention? which I think is where that entire notion of like the lines, you know, are, are redrawn comes from because like, doesn't, doesn't a woman want to fill that vacuum in a man's life? Yeah. Like, right. sir, no, I've got my own things going on. I am an aide. I am a trooper. I am yeah. doing my job. I am actually focused Literally on a trooper. different things. No, it I is thought not women charming. wanted their boss to ask about their relationship status every day. Every day. <laughs> I mean, it's just, yeah, there's something really gross. The, the fact that he was single is also like, and you're right, this can happen with like older married men too, but he was constantly coming on to his assistants in a way where like, 
in a split second, if they were to like, go for it, he would be, he would not be like, Oh no, that's not what I like. So it creates a situation where they were constantly denying him something. You're constantly denying your boss, something that they want. In this case, it's like literally you, which is a completely untenable situation to work in. Cause I've heard some, I think I remember like when we were confronting this with the way that Joe Biden was behaving, people were like, I heard some like, can we never really hug each other? Or like, can people at work never become romantically involved? And that's just such a bad faith. There's so, this outcome leaves so much room for that. Like, we're literally just saying, keep your hands to your, and you know what? Maybe, maybe, yeah, maybe you don't have to touch people all the time. Maybe that is a thing that we can take away. Like, I'm, I don't know if that adds more than it potentially takes away that like, we're not going to be, also, we just had a pandemic. We're not going to be smooching each other on the cheeks as much. Yeah. Anymore. Old school. The, the thing is the difference between old we're school in a political maneuvering and new school political maneuvering. So old school, I would, I, he's so creepy and awful and it's important to establish that he is in fact creepy and awful, but Bill Clinton is the quintessential old school retail politician the idea of Bill Clinton not reaching out and doing it. And, and if you read like um, one of the thi- like his aides have written books or whatever. And I remember the first thing that happens is like how he shakes hands and how there's another a thing he does with his other hand. And it's either on the shoulder or clasping around. But the point is that people receive a lot of goodwill in those gestures. That's the old school way where like yeah. it was very normal to, in fact, physically touch people whether that's you know and and Andrew Cuomo was such a piece of shit for putting in people hugging hurricane victims as a totally just different yeah no I'm so mad about that that's so crazy because like we should expect a certain amount of of human sympathy from our elected leaders where if you say I'm feel you can see someone feeling isolated and alone and just wanting somebody to care about this horrible thing that just happened Yes, it makes sense to hug that person. That is a very platonic and yet very emotional way to connect with people. But that old school way, it has to be retranslated for the reality that people shouldn't be touched unless they are open and consenting to that touching and not as an assumption that we all have to live with in society that people are going to touch us. You absolutely shouldn't assume. I mean, you look at him with his hugging both of his assistants and it's like, Women know. We know when a man is an older man is hugging us in a sort of affectionate old school want to connect way. And when the pictures like Andrew Cuomo, when he's putting his hands around them and his hands are right on, on their ribs under their boobs, like that's different. We all has that. I mean, has that happened to It's probably happened to all of us. And you're just like, it's a sudden turn where it's like, it's a violation. It's like, oh God, that's where we are. That's what I have to deal with now. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's that hand on the small of your back to get by you bullshit. Like it's, it's all of that. And (laughs) it's also, I feel like the entire thing is also, he's trying to create like a misdirection about what this was about. Like there are really serious allegations against him that have nothing to do with how, with greeting people in at wedding. Yeah. And like, he's really trying, he's, trying to spin this as and his entire speech was about like oh like changing the times are changing I didn't realize which completely glosses over like a greeting is not running your finger down the back of a state trooper's neck like that's not 
saying hello to someone at a wedding. That's not saying ciao bella, like all of that stuff. Yeah, it contributes to his like overall thing, but there are really serious allegations against him. Again, the woman who says he groped her breast in the governor's mansion, like none of that has to do with greetings or yeah. generational divides. Like at no point was any of that ever cool. He gets such a benefit from trying to, to like put it in that box to try yeah. to take it away that it, it makes those parts. Like you almost forget that that's in it. And it's important to like, like when I saw he's resigning, I was like, great. Is he also turning himself in because he committed crimes? <laughs> like he committed a crime. The biggest thing is the environment of bullying that I think is something that has been so cultivated. I mean, it was, it was funny. One of the first things that I learned about Andrew Cuomo when I was like, you know, growing up in like a political family was the the fact that he was Mario Cuomo's enforcer, you know, like when it came down to it, Mario Cuomo didn't want to, didn't want to land the last hit. He wanted to, to keep his hands clean, which is, you know, how most politicians want to do things. And most politicians have like, it's like a mob organization, you know, everyone's got like the Joe Pesci character um, to, to do the terrible things. Yeah. But at the same time, like Andrew was really into it. And like, that was a very clear thing from the very beginning of his political career was that he was willing to do like really grind people down and threaten them and make it very difficult for them to survive and destroy their lives if they crossed him. And that bullying atmosphere added to these women's experiences where they felt like they were cornered and they couldn't do anything. The fear that if they said no, he would destroy their lives. And he tried to with Lindsay Boylan when she yes. tried, when she ran for Manhattan Borough president, which was when she, she came forward and was like, Andrew Cuomo's kind of a piece of shit, basically. Yeah. Um, and everyone should know that. And it's like, this thing that had been whispered for a very long time that everyone knows that Andrew Cuomo is an absolute bully, terrifying. That thing that was whispered, she said, and he put me in a position where I was a sex object. So I not being able to say no, not being able to push back, that escalates that to a very criminal level beyond just oh, he's a, a scary guy in politics, like scary people in politics, people that you don't cross because they'll fuck with you. Um, that's that's every politics everywhere. There's never been an era in time where there's somebody that you don't cross, that, that you can cross it easily and they, it doesn't come back on you. Right. And everyone's got one. But Andrew, adding that, like, we got to have a whole, we, we need a jury. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I just heard this on the daily, but he's only lived in the governor's mansion. So he also has to move. <laughs> he, he doesn't have a house and he has to like get all of his shit and get out, which I, I just it. think is very funny that like the next two weeks, he also has to buy a house. That's <laughs> probably why he needed two weeks. He's like, I'll go and just give me two weeks. Yeah, he's like, I'm sorry. I got to get, he's like frantically packing. All shit. Uh, I hope we get a crossover on like house hunters or million dollar listing. Wow. No. Yes. <laughs> Oh, I would love it. Single bachelor looking for a one bedroom. He can move to that island that uh, Ivanka and Jared and Tom oh, yeah. Brady and um, Giselle Bunchen live in. I bet he'll move to like Roosevelt's Island. Yeah, probably. <laughs> he goes to Governor's Island. 
Governor's Island. <laughs> I'm the governor here. And he just kind of. You're not even allowed you, to live there, I think. But he just makes it. No, work. he does. They're, they're like, if you go there, you might see him. Yeah. Um, <laughs> oh, no. So there. don't go there. No. Yeah, actually don't. Yeah. So on August 24th, Lieutenant Governor Kathy Hochul will become New York State's first female governor. You've probably seen some sort of breakdowns of her background. She sort of made a political name for herself in 2007 as an Erie County clerk in the state. She started sort of a nationally covered fight with then Governor Elliot Spitzer because she did not want her county giving driver's license to undocumented immigrants. That was a while ago. She's since come out in favor after facing more progressive primary threats, most recently, um, Jermaine Williams, the public advocate. So she also served in Congress. She beat a Republican. Uh, her district at the time is pretty Republican and served for four years, but then she lost re-election when her district was drawn to lean even more Republican. So she was added to Cuomo's ticket as Lieutenant Governor to boost his support in more conservative areas of the state. So what type of environment is Hochul stepping into? Caitlin sort of just described it. Apparently she has a staff of just nine people. So she's going to have to beef that up. She has not spoken to Cuomo since February and a New York magazine story reads that Cuomo has quote, not just kept her out of his inner circle, but has also controlled Albany for his own political ends and dominated state politics for the better part of a decade. So she's sort of going in um, blind. I mean, I, I don't, I don't think Cuomo is going to spend the next two weeks showing her around. Not if he's got to find a place to rent. Yeah. 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 I wonder if he's, if he has to like you train his replacement. Um, <laughs> I mean, it's probably best for her that he didn't really fuck yeah. with her much. That's a good point. Yeah. Caitlin, what, what is she walking into? Oh, uh, I mean, I'm glad it's not me. Let yeah. me just put it that way. Um, I mean, she's got the, there's a lot of national attention on the on New York right now. Um, there's uh, we'll talk about it a little bit later, but there's some big spending that's going to have to be done in the state off the basis of that infrastructure bill. And they're going to need someone very, let's say, pugnacious to take on and make sure that New York gets the federal dollars that it needs for many of its projects that we um, pay for. Yeah, she's going to need to be pugnacious without like pissing anybody off, which is a really delicate balance. She's got um, a, a Democratic supermajority out of downstate um, that's going to be running the both the Senate and the Assembly. So both houses are dominated by Democrats and they have supermajorities in both. So they could override any vetoes. Um, as long as the caucus stays in line. So she can't piss anybody off on that end either. Um, but she's from upstate, more conservative. So she also needs to make sure that she keeps the faith with the people that she came from. So good luck to her. <laughs> oh, and yeah. And she has to boss, run for re-election. scared everyone to death. Mm-hmm. So- <laughs> she does. She does have to run for re-election, I think, um, next maybe. year. But she does. Yeah, maybe. But maybe. yeah, she technically is going to have if that's what she plans to do. That's a whole other. Right. Uh, a whole other thing that she's going to have to do. That's next year. <laughs> that's, she has to make the decision by next, like in a few months yeah. as to whether or not she's going to stay governor of New York or she's going to try to coalesce the political power behind her. And there are plenty of people who are visible and statewide. And she's also the first woman to be governor. So 
Like literally everything about this is like, oh, this is a bunch of things that could all go wrong. And I want to give her the benefit of the doubt here and kind of say like, because there's so many things that could go horribly wrong, regardless of her intentions, let's give her some slack in taking care of things. Because this is not a comfortable position for anyone to walk into. And her, I, I don't know how strong she is statewide and how many people she has good relationships with. If Andrew was the one who was freezing her out, chances are, I mean, no one has ever talked to her really, thought about her, like, frozen <laughs> yeah. out of this process the entire time. And Andrew is fucking scary. So. I know. Yesterday I was like, <laughs> anyone talk to Kathy? Anyone know <laughs> Kathy's number? Exactly. Yeah. I mean, everyone's going to be like, what? Who? Okay, we got to put her in our phones. Like, now you've got the Senate majority leader being like, haven't talked to her in a moment. Uh, hey, Kathy. <laughs> yeah. New phone, who this is going to yeah. be like her all day. Oh my God, <laughs> completely. I mean, I'm looking forward to hearing more from her. And I feel she does seem like somebody who has been politically ambitious and is flexible in her policy because of that. So um, seems like she might come. New York politics is pretty progressive right now. And our progressive leaders are sort of succeeding. They're visible nationally. So we'll see, especially if she has a strong competitor in somebody like Tish James. Mm-hmm. We all dread the what should we have for dinner question. I mean, I know I do. I love a home-cooked meal, but I don't always have the time, energy, or groceries to make it happen. Being able to feast on a delicious meal without the long prep and cook times is what drew me to Home Chef over the other guys. Home Chef's meals are effortless, so I can spend less time trying to be Top Chef and more time watching it. Home Chef provides fresh ingredients and chef-designed recipes conveniently delivered to your doorstep to simplify your cooking experience. Whether you prefer classic meal kits with pre-portioned ingredients and easy instructions, speedy recipes ready in less than 30 minutes, oven-ready kits with pre-chopped ingredients, or quick microwave meals that assemble in minutes, Home Chef has you covered for delicious meals without the hassle. Home Chef has over 30 options a week and serves a variety of dietary needs, so you never have to worry about what to make ahead of time. Not only is it convenient, but it's economical too. Home Chef customers save an average of $86 per month on groceries. For a limited time, Home Chef is offering our listeners 18 free meals plus free dessert for life and of course, free shipping on your first box. Just go to homechef.com slash fever dream. That's homechef.com slash fever dream for 18 free meals and free dessert for life. You heard that right. Homechef.com slash fever dream must be an active subscriber to receive free dessert. Today's episode of American Fever Dream is brought to you by Newly. Have you ever felt that fast fashion ick, but can't always afford the super high-end stuff? I have a solution for you. It's Newly. Newly has everything you need to bring your closet up to speed for the season without breaking the bank. Free your closet of impulse purchases and skip the buyer's remorse by renting instead. Newly is a subscription rental service, and for just $98 a month, you get your choice of any six styles. They also have inclusive sizing, up to 5X, as well as petite and maternity. You get fast, free shipping and returns and professional cleaning and newly state-of-the-art laundering facility. No laundry for you to worry about. This is the best. You just put it back in your box, send it out, and before you know it, you've got your next one. And you always have the option to buy what you love for sometimes up to 75% off. I bought the Rachel Antonoff pasta puffer from them. I was obsessed with it, like everybody who tries it is, and it was completely sold out everywhere else. So I felt like I really, really had an in there. So thank you, Newly. Newly is an amazing value at $98 a month for any six styles. And right now you can get $20 off your first month of Newly when you sign up with the code FeverDream20. Just go to N-U-U-L-Y.com. That's newly with two U's and enter the code FeverDream20 and sign up to get $20 off your first month. 
That's N-U-U-L-Y.com, Newly with two U's with code FEVERDREAM20. Newly subscription clothing rental, change your clothes. So we'll finish up with just a few minutes uh, more on infrastructure and what comes next. Because Caitlin, I saw people fighting with you on Twitter and I wanted to talk about it. (laughs) Oh, God. It's the best place for arguments. Why are you making that face? (laughs) (laughs) So after passing its 1.2 trillion bipartisan package yesterday afternoon, the Senate completed another task, if you can believe it. They collectively unbuttoned their pants after sucking in for months of bipartisan negotiations. I was going to just say it collectively unbuttoned their pants, but I realized after our recent story, I should clarify what I mean by that. Yeah, that we're talking about (laughs) sort of releasing your stomach. Releasing your stomach and exhale. Yes. (laughs) Jokes are always best when you have to exhale explain them to death (laughs) 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 to approve a three and a half trillion dollar budget resolution. So the Democrats are going to spend the next weeks and months shaping the package in a manner that will earn the approval of all 50 Democratic senators. Then the House will take up the measure, blah, 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 blah. But they have to get all 50 senators at the end of this sometime in fall to get on board with this. They got all of them to approve even talking about it. But Caitlin, I saw you voicing, voicing some doubt that moderate Democrats like Cinema and Manchin would be likely to give Biden and Democrats everything they want here. Why is that? What, what do you think that they, what capital do you think like political capital did they spend with this bipartisan bill that you think could hamper what's next? Um, I mean, first of all, Cinema Mansion are like very uh, obsessed with the bipartisan deal, um, which, you know, because they managed to shepherd it through the Senate, get that nice bipartisan sheen on it and then hand it to the House. I think that they're I mean, like there's going to be some give uh, in the resolution. But for example, last night I saw that there was a uh, amendment to cancel out or like preserve the Hyde Amendment, which had been unmade in the process of this uh, uh, trillion budget resolution. So they were going to try to break the Hyde Amendment and they the uh, Republicans won by one vote because Joe Manchin voted with them. That is the kind of thing that I sit mm. and think about a lot. when we look at this stuff because that is a huge break that's a that's very damaging for the progressive caucus um and it's just going to be more like nips and tucks that make a lot of the progressivism meaningless um i'm really worried about this bipartisan uh uh you know infrastructure bill not because you know it's bipartisan i think we shouldn't negotiate with terrorists it is american policy um (laughs) but because I'm worried about the the way the investment is crafted to focus more on preserving and repairing past infrastructure than creating the ones we will need. And I am just not interested in people being stuck in 1955 fucking ever. Okay. Mm -hmm. There's a, there's a rep who I've been loving watching. I think his name's Peter DeFazio and he's like obsessed with transportation and he called this bill, um, like, I mean, I think he voted for, he'll probably vote for it, but he called it like Eisenhower 8.0. It's like, we got to do something different than the highways. It's like, I know you want to build more highways, but highways also, I mean, the way they're built, they like hold on to the heat. I'm not sure, but yeah, it's like, if we keep, it is massive, it is massive spending. It's unprecedented spending and some of it clean spending for electricity and stuff, but the transportation part in particular is where I've seen a lot, um, 
a lot of disappointment. Like you got to make it easier for everybody to have an electric car. I'm honestly just, uh, everything I read said, we'll deal with this in September. <laughs> so everyone's going to, the senators are going to go on their vacations and then uh, the house is going to come back do. early as I do. The house is going to come back early and potentially finish up the bipartisan one, which Joe Biden will sign. Um, but yeah, my sense from this is that the biggest victory that people are getting from the bipartisan infrastructure bill is a bipartisan infrastructure bill. Yeah. Right. The, this is the key. The house will not take up Mm-hmm. The bipartisan infrastructure bill until the Senate passes the budget resolution. This is yes. a really important distinction because that's all the leverage the House has is that they have to approve reconciliation. Now they know the Senate is the hard part. So get the Senate on board for this giant uh, budget resolution, and then the House just checks it off. Nancy knows she's got her votes. She'll, she's got them marshaled for whatever the $3.5 trillion is. Mm-hmm. She knows she can get them on board. The issue is whether or not the Senate will be on board with a lot of the stuff that they've proposed in there. So they're going to do that first. Then as a reward for giving the House what they want, the House will then give them yeah. the bipartisan uh, bill and they'll send both to the president's desk. But that's going to be a while. There's a bit, one last thing that's really, really, really important before we get into broader discussion, which is. The debt limit is coming up in a handful of weeks. Chances are we were running out of money before the end of September. Unless there's significant changes in how the federal government functions, we are in for a debt showdown. And that can be filibustered. So question is here whether or not Democrats are going to try to sneak the um, lift of the debt uh, debt ceiling into this uh, budget resolution and get it through via reconciliation not requiring any Republican votes. However, if they do, they need to set a number for the spending versus a normal one that's done through regular procedure could just lift the debt ceiling and just postpone it so you don't have to think about it. You don't have to set a number for the spending. Mm -hmm. You can just borrow until you can't anymore, I guess. Um, So that's a huge deal. If If they don't fit that into reconciliation, they have to set a number. And that number is going to be what Republicans run on. Democrats want to spend 20, 30 trillion dollars. It's like, dudes, this is how much we've already budgeted. Never mind. (laughs) Yeah. And it's also like, have you seen how big the country is? Yeah. That's kind of what it costs to run an enormous continent sized nation. (laughs) Right. And a lot of this bipartisan bill, it's very urgent, but it's handling a lot of just backlog. So I definitely want to talk about sort of all the nuts and bolts in this. I kind of want to get a climate person or activist on here to talk to us about it, because I mean, this is really our last chance. They were saying that before uh, this climate report came out. But if we have an opportunity while we have all of the government that we're in charge of, we really have to make some big moves. So that is our show for today. Until the end of democracy, I'm Amanda Duberman. I'm Elise Morales. I'm Caitlin Bird. And this is the Betches Up Podcast. Bye. The Betches Sup Podcast is produced by Amanda Duberman, Jorge Morales Pico, and Sean Kilby. Editing by Jorge Morales Pico. Social media by Amanda Duberman. Be sure to follow at Betches underscore Sup on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. And send us your emails to suppod at Betches.com. Betches.